You're listening to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast with Terrence Murphy, where we cover sales, investing, and entrepreneurship with an emphasis on real estate. Each podcast, Terrence and his guests will bring you informative and inspiring information within the real estate industry. Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. My name is Ben Wiggins. I'm the host of the Mays Mastercast for Mays Business School at Texas A&M. And it is my great pleasure to introduce the host of your show, Terrence Murphy. Awesome, man. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have this opportunity to get the content out and just have conversation. Ben, you and I have known each other as training, as athletes. And now it's pretty cool to see that we're talking about business and entrepreneurship and all the things that are happening. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to bring it back around. Let's talk a little bit about the inspiration for this show. You obviously mean a great deal to the community here in College Station, to the university, to the athletic program, to people here. Mm -hmm. What inspired you to start a podcast? I guess the inspiration really started as I retired from the NFL and I kind of went away for a while, you mm-hmm. know, and I needed that time to not be in the spotlight. I needed that time to kind of gather my thoughts, get myself back on the right path and really understand what my life was supposed to be and what was I supposed to pursue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, like I genuinely cannot live life if I'm not passionate about something. Mm-hmm. And so my biggest prayer to God after my injury and having to retire was God just give me something I can be passionate about. Mm, mm-hmm. And then when I'm passionate about something, that wakes me up. That gives me something to hunt and chase. And so the inspiration on the podcast was really understanding that I had a message. I had a story. I had some life experiences that I needed to put out there to the masses. Because if you're my friend and you're in my inner circle, you understand and know that I coach and I coach a lot of people one-on-one. Yeah. You know, it's real big for me, one-on-one discipleship. Sure. What I'm learning is there's a lot of people that are, can be inspired by what God is doing through me or what God is doing through my companies or my wife and I. And so that's really the inspiration is to tell my perspective and listen, everybody's not going to get it. Everybody's not going to agree with it in a sense. And I'm okay with that. Like I'm not here to try to appeal to everybody. I'm really just trying to find my audience and encourage them and inspire them to go do great things. And so my wife and I put up a post probably about a couple of years ago about us buying a commercial building. I remember seeing it. And dude, one of my cousins from East Texas called me and said, hey, this thing just went viral. You know, I'm not really looking for that. That wasn't the objective. But she said, this thing's had a million shares. And she sent me a screenshot. And all you could see on there was people being inspired by that. And so that's when I realized it wasn't just about building a legacy for me and my kids, but it was about helping others build legacy for their kids and their grandkids. So when you talk about finding something that you're passionate about, you refer often to the three pillars, the real estate pillar, the investing pillar, and the entrepreneurship pillar. How does all of that play together? It plays together because when I was understanding and really trying to digest financial literacy, Mm -hmm. how was I going to invest my money? How was I going to give myself freedom? How was I going to kind of get out of the rat race? I realized real estate was a tool. Mm -hmm. It was an asset class, but it was something that I was very passionate about. Right. And as I got into real estate, I understood that there's so many facets to real estate which is why I wanted to name the podcast The Real Estate Entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. because it's not just selling real estate. It's not just investing in real estate. It's not just building. There's so many facets. So the three pillars of this podcast are real estate, investing, and entrepreneurship, because I feel like everybody that's in real estate, whether they're flipping houses, whether they're doing development, whether they're selling real estate, they're really entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And so tying it all in and really 
letting my audience and the people know that's going to listen to this podcast that we're going to be talking about all those things. So you're going to hear about financial literacy. You're going to hear about balance sheets. You're going to hear about financial statements, but you're also going to hear about how to develop a neighborhood or how to buy a multifamily project or how do you grow a startup real estate brokerage from zero in sales to I think we're going to hit 900 million. We'll be at a billion in the next 12 months. So that's really the passion and the inspiration from it. Specifically as relates to the entrepreneurship aspect of things and the startup aspect of things, it seems like there are a lot of myths surrounding the entrepreneurship process now. And do you have any plans for addressing those misunderstandings of how people start with a new company or a new venture? I do. I think the biggest thing is, like I said, there's so many experts out there today. Mm -hmm. And really, in reality, I'm not even trying to be that expert. I'm just trying to be me mm-hmm. and tell my story yeah. and tell my good experiences, tell my bad experiences, but just be real. You know, at the end of the day, with so much TV and news and it's just everything, you don't know what's real and what's not. And so really, I just want to have a, a podcast that we're talking about real life experiences and we're understanding, OK, here are some pitfalls. Here are some things that you may run into. But at the end of the day, I think the biggest thing about entrepreneurship is you just got to jump because they say the best entrepreneurs do what they jump and they make a plane on the way down Mm -hmm. because you know it's like analysis by paralysis you can read a million books go to a million different seminars listen to a million podcasts but at some point if you want to start a business start the business stop talking start doing and that's really my mindset that's the intensity that i carry because it doesn't take you long to figure out the way i play football is the same way i live my life 110 you know i don't do anything halfway. So if I'm in, I'm all in. And if I'm not all in, I'm not interested. For anybody interested in being an entrepreneur, yes, you need to do research. Yes, you need to understand financial statements. But at some point, there's going to be a lot of things that you don't know. And the only way to learn is to get in the game. One of the most important ways that I think the business community has moved forward over the last probably 10, 15, 20 years is a developing comfort with failure. Mm -hmm. And what are your thoughts on how people think about failure and how you want this show to address the prospect of failure? You know you're going to fail. It's like being an athlete, right? And I think a lot of times people only see a finished product. Yeah, They don't see all the shots that LeBron James missed growing up. They don't see all the days where he probably thought about not playing basketball. They only see him at this point, right? And so I tell people all the time, like they talk about when I played football, I played for almost 20 something years for free. I only got paid to play football one year of my life. So when people are like, oh, well, man, you did it just to make money. I never even thought about that. It was I was passionate about something and you go out day in and day out and you just try to get better a little bit, a little bit. And if you look at Some of the best entrepreneurs, they talk about it a lot. Mark Cuban's one of them. You cannot build great companies overnight. That is the myth of entrepreneurship. It's a unicorn. Now, it can happen, but even Facebook started in a college dorm room. That didn't just happen overnight. I remember even when we were one of the first college students on Facebook, they'd only had like 10 universities. Yeah. And it started somewhere. And that's the thing I want to encourage people. Like you have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And another thing I tell people about this game, whether it's investing or entrepreneurship, they want to leave another career path and then start in this space right where they left off. It's like, no, you got to start over. Right. And you got to be willing to make those mistakes because it says like, what if we as babies, every time that we tried to get up and walk and fell down on the ground because it's hundreds and hundreds of times we just decided we were not going to try to walk, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And that's the mentality that people carry. Well, I fell once or I'm going to fail, so I'm just not going to do it. 
Right. And so you just got to get out there and know that you're going to scrape your knees and bump your head. And that's a part of the journey. Yeah. What are your thoughts on how people address the process of transitioning over from something like a full-time job mm-hmm. to, to a career that is more entrepreneurial, that is more ownership oriented? You know, you hear the phrase, I would hear this phrase in the entertainment business all the time, be careful about when you quit your day job. Mm-hmm. And there was this sort of kind of push and pull of scaling back on the work job side and scaling up on the entrepreneurship ownership side. Do you have any thoughts on how people address that process? I do. I think it's something that you just got to follow your heart. Yeah. You never want to have regrets in this life. And the biggest thing that I've learned is kind of like Robert Kiyosaki talks about, you have to have a career. That means you, the person, but then your money has to have a career. Mm. And so we're going to talk about that. Like, what is the career that I have? And then what is my money's career? And really understanding the difference and understand that you're responsible for both. I've never seen more people who are great CEOs and great entrepreneurs or great athletes who are great at something, but then they turn around and give their money to someone else versus being just as passionate about understanding how to manage that money and invest it. And that's really one of the things that I had to learn as a 22-year-old because I did that. I got drafted and just gave my money to financial advisor. But it took me getting injured and in the stock market in 08 happening. So I said, hey, man, I love you, but get my money out of the stock market. If I'm going to lose, I want to always lose on me. And if I'm going to lose on me, at least I know I get to learn the lesson. Hmm. Because in entrepreneurship, there are no losses. There are just wins and lessons. And then the cool thing is you only lose if you quit. That means if you say, you know what, I'm done with this, I'm done selling real estate, or I'm done investing in real estate, or I'm done starting these small businesses or whatever. And you just say, I'm done. And you get paralyzed by fear. That's when you lose. Yeah. Yeah. Let's shift gears and talk a little bit about the guests that people can expect to hear from on the show. Obviously, you're connected to a lot of successful people. What can your listeners expect to hear and who can they be expecting to hear it from? Yeah, I think the cool thing is this journey that God has taken me on through sports and now through business. And I'm very intuitive. Like I really like learning about like the next thing. Like I get bored with stuff. So I'm always trying to learn. And it's it's helped me meet a lot of people. Sure. We're gonna have some amazing guests on. I've already talked to some people, you know, CEOs, broker owners, investors doing syndication and multifamily, people doing expansion teams, people doing startups, people that are investing in startups as angel investors. Literally, if it's entrepreneurship and it's real estate, and it's investing, you can guarantee that we're going to have guests on, um, local guests in College Station, because that's the cool thing about the Aggie Network. I mean, I think they put out an article of the Fortune 500 companies. Texas A&M was the number one or top one or two universities. I think we're top three as far as CEOs of running those companies. Mm-hmm. So we've been blessed to have that network, but also more than that. I mean, as we bring those guests on, just know that you're going to get something from it and it's going to be real talk. It's not going to be, well, let me just throw this snippet out here, but then I'm going to leave it to chance. Like if you come on my podcast, I'm going to pry and I want to know because I want to give my listeners actionable items. Mm -hmm. And if anybody knows me from when I was a quarterback in high school, leading a team, and when I was a team captain at Texas A&M or now running my companies, I'm real big on people leaving with like one to three to five actionable items. Mm. And after every podcast, I want to say, okay, here's five actionable items. Here's three. Now you know that. And you know, they always say, once you have the information, now you're accountable to go execute. And that's the goal. So we'll have a lot of guests that will will come from literally all over the world. Fantastic. Yep. Action trumps everything, just like you said. In terms of the tone of the show, 
you and I have spoken a little bit offline about what the listeners can expect in terms of you've talked about how your faith inspires you and you know wisdom from generations past and from right now inspires you as well. What can your listeners expect in terms of the tone and format of the show? I think the tone, they can just expect it to be very athletic. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of monotone by nature, so I'm not a big screamer and all that, but I'm intense mm-hmm. when I talk. Yeah. As far as faith, I am all love for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like whatever your faith is, whatever gets you out of the bed, that's you. Whatever inspires you, awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'm very open to all of that. But at the same time, I'm also not going to hide my faith either. Fair. So because I'm going to be very clear on what when I got paralyzed from the neck down, what got me out of that hole was my relationship with Christ. But at the same time, I mean, I have so many friends that aren't believers and that's cool. Like I'm, all, it's all it's all love. Literally, if we haven't learned anything from 2020 is that we are one human race and it is all love. So for me, that's really the tone and really trying to inspire people. Like when I and I'm a statistical guy. Right. So when I'm talking about statistics and when I say we're about to hit a billion in volume, I'm not saying that to sound cool. I don't really care about that. But an athlete in me, if you run a four three today, you want to do what tomorrow? Run a faster time. Yeah. If you go for 150 yards this game next week, because they say it's all about what have you done for me lately. The next week you want to go for 200 yards. So for me, I'm very statistical. And it's not when I ask people, how much volume have you done or whatever? It's not to try to get them to throw their resume out there. It's just to get to the facts. Because the great thing about numbers is they what? They don't lie. So if someone's talking and we have a guest, you can really dive into how they got to a billion or how they got to 1 million or how they got to 500,000 or how they got to 50 properties. Because I think a lot of times people get intimidated by numbers because if they just hear, well, Ben has, you know, 500 units. I have zero. How do I get to that? Well, the goal is to try to bridge the gap from the wisdom that Ben has to get to 500 units and get you where you started at zero. A wiser person than me once said, you can only properly emphasize what you're measuring. Yep. And I love those. I love those words. What did we not talk about that we should have, Terrence? What, what are any final thoughts for the listeners? The goal for me in this podcast There was a time in my life that as I was transitioning as an entrepreneur and as an investor and, you know, people started seeing the traction that I started getting Mm -hmm. and being in a college town. That's the cool thing about being in a college town. These kids keep you young because every year there's a whole nother set of kids coming here and they're motivated. They're inspired. And the great thing that I love about college students is they are fearless. They truly think that they can do things and then they go out and do it. So at any point in time in my life that I feel like, well, man, am I sure I can do that? I need a college kid. They come right in and like, they remind me, right? Mm -hmm. But I was really trying to mentor all those different people emailing me, calling me, texting me. And I realized there was just no way at some point. I have a wife, I have businesses, I have three kids that I need to be mentoring Mm one-on-one. And I realized the podcast was what I needed to get that message out there. And then the goal is behind that will be online courses, some eBooks, and then at some point, maybe a book and maybe even some coaching services. We've even considered doing some coaching services. I've I've had a lot of people email me and say, would you coach me? So those are some things that are going to be coming down the pipe and uh, bringing in great guests and asking them hard questions is going to be the format. Absolutely. Terrence, thanks so much for your time today. We appreciate you taking a few minutes to lay out what you have in mind for the show. And I'm sure the listeners can't wait to get the next episode. Yeah, it's going to be great, man. Y'all just stay tuned. And uh, I want to close with a quote real quick. Basically, there are two things in life that will determine the trajectory of your success in life. And it's the people you hang around 
in the books you read, Mark Spain, you got to be with so much content today with Facebook and YouTube and social media. I see a lot of times a big disconnect from people who are like, okay, I'm ready to buy my first property or I want to, right? But they're not willing to put in the right content. So like it said in that quote, the people you hang around in the books you read is going to really set the trajectory that you're on. Mm -hmm. So I would add to that and say, the people you hang around in the books you read and the content that you're putting into your brain is going to set that trajectory. So that's really what I'm trying to do is inspire people with the content and then give them the tools to move to that next step or that next level in life. Because they say at every level that you go to, in order to get to that next level, there's got to be a new you. You have to evolve. Didn't say you have to change. You just need to evolve. One quick follow-up on that. You said that the third point of that triangle is the content that people are letting in. Do you have any recommendations on the best content hack? Like what's the one thing out there that people aren't taking advantage of that they should be? I would say one, just it's almost like fundamentals, right? If you come to me and say you want to be a great receiver and be a college football player or be a great golfer, whatever it is, people are so quick to abort the fundamentals. Mm. And that blows me away. So to me, one of the fundamental truths to successful entrepreneurs and investors and business owners and whatever is they read. Mm. Readers are leaders. Yeah. And so really setting aside that time to read, that's just a fundamental truth that you're not going to bypass. Yeah. You got to put that content in. So I would say I've, I've taken that notion mm-hmm. and I read, I highlight in the book, but the hack that I use is I use Audible. Ah. So I audible it out loud where something is reading it to me. Sure. And then I'm reading the book in real life and writing my notes and mm-hmm. my retention rate has went out of the roof because yeah. it used to be you just read it by yourself or you just listen to it on Audible while you're driving in the car. The hard part about that is what do we do when we get in the car? We go into autopilot. That's right. So our brain's not really retaining it. So I'm actually adding in all three senses where I'm seeing it, I'm writing it, I'm hearing it. And man, that's my hack. And it's been amazing because it keeps me on pace. You know, Audible, you can speed up the tone or you can slow it down. And then I know right out of the gate when I open the book up six hours and 50 minutes, well, then I can divide that by how many days I need to read the book by. And now it's forcing me to listen to my 30 minutes a day or one hour a day, but I'm hearing it, I'm writing it, I'm reading it. And that's been the retention hack that I've been using. Fantastic. Out of curiosity, what speed do you listen when you're doing all that? 1.25. There you go. I do everything by five. So, you know, obviously TM5, Matthew 5 is my foundation of scripture. But yeah, 1.25 is my, is my pace. Love it. All right. Terrence, thanks again. Awesome, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. Please subscribe on whichever platform you are listening and consider leaving a five-star review as that will help us gain traction and continue to bring you knowledge in the real estate industry. For more content, head over to TerrenceMurphy.com. 